What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Anti Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me here, of course, Adam Ronis, and we are here courtesy of Fantasy Alarm and the Sawdust Podcast Network. So glad to be here uh, recording uh, for a Monday show, a Sunday night. Uh, and Adam, there is just, I mean, it's crazy where we are right now. You and I, before this show started, we're talking fab for baseball because we still have three weeks left of that season. We're recording just after Lakers beating the Rockets in the NBA playoffs. You've got NHL just kind of coasting along here. And the NFL starts on Thursday. Um, I am just bonkers right now with like drafts I'm cramming in uh, this week and everything that's going on. I just, how are you? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, I usually know what I have to do each day. I have to write it down now, man, because I got so much going on. And it's so weird because we had the quiet period for like four months with no sports and we would have done anything to be in this situation now, but it is overwhelming. It's fun, uh, but I am kind of looking forward to January when maybe I can get a little vacation. Uh, I see these Caribbeans and nice beaches and everyone doing stuff on Labor Day and I'm doing work. So I'm just kind of looking forward to January, but the next four months will be fun. I'm the same way. I have several drafts this week and I keep adding, man. Uh, it's just like, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do an NFFC on Saturday. Uh, maybe I'll hop in an RT Sports one. I already got Tuesday and Wednesday. Now it's just kind of figuring out the schedule of what I can and can't do. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Uh, the good thing is at least the NBA, it's, it's, it's still like, we still have another month left, but you know, we'll soon get to the point where it's one game a day. And then, you know, I really won't be looking at DFS closely. I mean, yeah, you can play the showdown slates, but uh, I'll be focused more on uh, football. And like you said, baseball, I'm just trying to close out some titles. Uh, I have six leagues with Fab, and I'm top four in all of them. So f- several in first place, trying to hold on. So, yeah, it's wild right now. And then, of course, uh, it, it just seems weird because we're still drafting. But, like, we're going to start looking at week one start sick questions <laughs> like it's just like i'm kind of not ready for it yet but we kind of have to be yeah i'm already getting the start sick questions which is absolutely comical and i just tell people i'm like listen we not not till wednesday not till wednesday at the earliest let's just uh because this is just a crazy time and yeah i mean i'm sitting there now you know the funny thing on sirius we've been pre-recording um, you know, for a while now, since, you know, COVID hit and weren't, they didn't have producers in the studios and, um, and for the longest time, we just didn't know whether or not we were going to be live. And then, you know, were we going to be live during football season? And so, you know, when I'm like dealing with like my schedule, uh, and scheduling drafts, it was all about, all right, well, I know that, you know, I'm recording the show at this time and that time. Uh, and then the next thing I know, we're live from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I've got tomorrow, you know, Monday. You ready for this one? Um, I was already doing the show and starting at the second hour of the show at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, was my FFPC draft. Or is my FFPC main event draft. And I was like, OK, you know, whatever. I, I've I've drafted while doing the show before. 
uh, you know, it's it's not that big a deal for me. I, I'm I'm fine with that. But then uh, late last week, I got invited into another league, um, and you know, just one of those leagues, Adam, where you just can't say no. Is it? Well, I, you know, I mean, imagine if like Papoose hit you up on Twitter and was like, "Yo, Ronus, I'm doing a fantasy league." Oh, okay, yeah, I, I need you would in that. <laughs> right? Would you do it, or would you? Or yeah. Would you worry about what your schedule is, or would you just make it happen? I'd have to make it happen, man. There's always someone that can fill in for me. I never asked for people to do it, but in that instance, I'm like, hey, this is something that needs to be done. Well, I got invited into uh, Fish's Fantasy Football League. And so, yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> right? I mean, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even ask when the draft was. I was just like, yes, done. Absolutely, 100%. I'm in. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored. I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm flattered. And uh, and then, you know, it's like, when's the draft? Oh, it's Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> At like, the same time as the FFPC? So the exact oh, same time goodness. as the that FFPC. Is brutal. During the second hour of the Fantasy Alarm Show on Sirius. That's brutal, man. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing. I mean, it's going to be hysterical. I'm going to have, you know, multiple. I'm going to have like the, you know, multiple monitors on the computer going. I'm going to have the laptop on the side and be pumping in stuff over there. I'm going to have ranking sheets all over the place uh, on my desk. It is going to be. Um, a lot of Jim Bowden talking in the second hour. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing show. that. <laughs> like, all right, Jim, just keep talking. I'll let you know when I'm ready. I'm going to roll through just questions about Dallas Cowboys the entire time. Um, he'll he'll enjoy it. He'll take the full hour. And it'll be the best breakdown of the Dallas Cowboys you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> i'm sure it will man <laughs> well you've done a show with him you filled in for me before right he starts on the cowboys and and even a cowboys fan could get a little uh nauseated by it no nah, not me I've, i have no problem <laughs> look, look but we got to be honest about this year like if there's any year to talk up the cowboys it's this year i mean i know cowboy haters who love this team love the offense it's hard not to so right. if there's any year where it's justified it's this year. It's not like he's talking up Jacksonville. No, he's not. <laughs> Wouldn't like, that be like, amazing? If he was like, imagine just that, came like on the he show, was... he was like, oh, Divine Ozigbo. He's going to be the best. Tyler Eifert's going to go crazy. You know, <laughs> if he's the Gardner Minshew's going to be top five quarterback. Yeah, when he starts doing that, then you got problems. He starts showing up at Zoom meetings with Rykel Armstead jerseys. Oh, boy. <laughs> So, I mean, listen, this is this is what's going on. This is the way of the world, and this is how it has to happen. On uh, on Tuesday night, I'm doing another one. I'm doing a SiriusXM Jam On, uh, the original league. Uh, I'm doing that on Tuesday night. And then, uh, and then uh, our friend Rick Kamla has his fantasy team, fantasy league draft on Tuesday night also. I was like, oh, all right, man, just four drafts in two nights, all basically at the same time. It was going to be... Absolutely incredible. And you know what, though? The fact that I can say that this is my job, I mean, come on. I love that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think we might have talked about it last week, but I got, you know, all of a sudden you hear from people you haven't heard from for a while asking for advice and sleepers and breakouts. So it is that time of year. 
it's all fun with the drafts where you're going to have a problem is when you look at your leagues for fab and you're like, oh man, I got to go through like 15 or whatever. <laughs> 15, I, think I, did, I wish. I think I did 13 last year. I don't know where I'm going to be at this year because I might add, I, I added one today for the NFFC. I think, wait, that's Friday night, right? Yeah, I think that's Friday night. <laughs> so I put it in my calendar. I got to remember. And then I might add one more. So I'm like, I'm just kind of sitting. I'm like, do I really want to do this? But then I'm like, eh, you know, why not take a shot? So at least, you know, basketball will pretty much be done. And, and baseball after, you know, there's two fab periods left for the most part. I have two leagues that do a midweek one, one a Wednesday, one a Thursday. But we have two fab periods left. And so we're almost done with baseball, too. So then once that's done, just focus on um, on football. So that's why I look at it. I'm like, oh, it won't be too bad. You know, I could just deal with the waiver wires. It'll be a busy Tuesday and Wednesday, though, for sure. Um, yeah, this Tuesday and Wednesday is going to be mad crazy. It's going to be nuts. I mean, and, and you know, I mean, because not only that, you know, I've got a stock watch article coming out for, you know what, you know what, I'm going to really feel it. I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel it this Sunday, this Sunday when, uh, it's going to be – I'm still going to have baseball fab to do. I've got the pitching coach first thing in the morning. I've got the live stream and example lineups for the NFL. Uh, that has to happen. And, uh, you know, I do that, uh, that live stream there in the morning. And then you got to just sit and watch football all day long and then break it down and analyze it and whatever. And then the hot takes are – like this Sunday is probably going to be one of the more chaotic Sundays uh in a very long while and uh it's gonna be crazy but yeah the next two sundays will be i mean because you can put in some of your fab for saturday for baseball but it's gonna change you have to monitor the injuries throughout the day who blew a save who got hurt and then we've got a lot of guys got hurt today so that yeah it, sunday is just gonna be insane yeah it really is it really is but you know again in a fun fun way um, all right, so let's see. The last time you and I spoke, uh, well, we, we already covered the Leonard Fournette stuff here on an earlier podcast. Um, I think on Friday, though, it was the Adrian Peterson news that broke in the NFL. And we didn't discuss, I mean, we both, I, you know, we were both big on Gibson. Oh, we did the uh, Fantasy we did Alarm. Discuss. We did the we live discuss. stream. We did oh, the that's live stream. Okay, that's yeah. right. So we'll bring it here to Annie up right now. Also, we'll talk about Adrian Peterson. Obviously, not a guy uh, to to really have on the radar back then, but uh, it's really it's what happens with Antonio Gibson. It's what happens with Bryce Love. It's what happens with Peyton Barber uh, in Washington. But on the same token, now uh, here we are a couple of days later, and Adrian Peterson uh, rears his ugly head in Detroit. And now, you know, every, anybody who uh, who had those shares of carry on Johnson are now like, well, this totally blows. And that's a lame situation. Um, would you still take carry on Johnson in a draft, at, you know, in one of those middle rounds? Or uh, does this kind of put you on the outs of him? I know you like Swift. Yeah, I have never been on carry on Johnson this year. Uh, I haven't taken him in any draft. So uh, I lowered him in the rankings because I do think this uh, hurts him, I think, more. Uh, I think there were signs that they had worried about Carrion's health to begin with by drafting Swift. Uh, he had a, a knee brace, you know, on like this big knee brace uh-huh. uh, during this uh, pre uh, well, 
not preseason because they didn't play the preseason. But, yeah, I definitely think there has to be concern uh, for sure. So Peterson's a guy you just put in there. You know he's not going to be involved in the passing game much at all. Uh, you know, Swift did have a, a soft tissue leg injury, uh, but he was back at practice. The reports were he looked great with the ball in his hands. So the workload early on for Swift might be concerning. Maybe it's more relegated to the passing game. But I think as the season goes along, you'll just see him play a bigger role. So uh, Swift is a guy that I've drafted in a couple leagues recently. And I have the ability to not play him early on. Right. Uh, if possible, you know, I think I did get Gibson in one of those leagues. Uh, so I could always plug him in or, or someone else on the roster. Uh, but I think Johnson's injuries definitely have the Lions concerned. You know, they manage his reps in the summer. Uh, look, he's been good when he's been on the field. But uh, I think to me, this shows the concern they have with a guy like Kerryon Johnson when they go out and bring in Peterson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so I'm kind of staying away from both. I'm not even worrying about that. Um, even in the handcuff situation, like, you know, that's not even a handcuff situation I want to deal with either. Um, you know, the good thing is, is that where we're, where you're able to take DeAndre Swift, or let me ask you this, do you think that this sort of kind of entrenches DeAndre Swift as the primary at this point? Um, and then we just kind of, you know, figure out who's going to be his backup or, or even just say complimentary back. I don't know if it, if he will be right away. Uh, I think they could mix in all three to start, but I see Swift as the season goes on, just playing a bigger and bigger role. I think a lot depends on how they feel with him coming off the practice where he is with injury. But you know, he's still like if this is going to push him down the board and you can get him cheaper, yeah, then I'm I'm definitely interested, uh, even a little bit more. Oh, I'd love to see this push Swift down the board a little bit more. I mean, fifth, sixth round, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, I'd probably I'd rather do Swift in the fifth round, late fifth round, than you know Antonio Gibson in the late fifth. I'd rather do Gibson in the sixth and have to deal with Washington in that sense. I'd much rather grab Swift at that point. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think you might be able to get him in the sixth. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, obviously, I think I have it. Well, my next draft, I might do a draft Monday night, uh, wavering on that, uh, partnering with someone. They already have the draft locked up, and they said if I want, I could partner with them. So I'll kind of see how it goes the next couple of days. I haven't looked at any draft boards today to see where Swift went, uh, but I, I think you might be seeing him go in the sixth or seventh, possibly. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'm definitely. Like, I'm going to get a really good look at this. Like, you know, FFPC drafts, um, I love. I, I definitely do. People definitely overrate the tight end. I'm not going to sit and, and freak out and jump at the, uh, the the whole tight end situation just because I like stuff that's a, a, a little deeper um, in, the, uh, in the draft. But, you know, what I'm really curious about is the Fish League because, I mean, these are, you know, these are, are home. It's a home league. You know, these are not people who spend their lives studying football like we do. They're more, it's for them, it's more about the camaraderie. It's all about the smack talk. So, you know, I'm very curious to see how this draft goes because it's kind of like my first, I mean, I'm not trying to say this in a condescending way. This is like my first layman's draft in quite some time. I will say this, though. I was going to ask you, but since you said you haven't played in one in a while, I will say sometimes they're more unpredictable. When you're doing a high-stakes draft or an industry draft, 
for the most part, you know what's going to happen right. because you know how most people draft. You've been in drafts with people or you just know, all right, well, this is kind of the ADP. This is where they're going to go. In a home league, it's wild, man. Like my home league we did a week and a half ago. No, actually, it was last Saturday. Uh, so a little over a week ago. And there were really nothing nutty except uh, A.J. Green went in round three and Jared Cook went in round three. And I was just like, what? Oh, oh I love but, that. Oh. Yeah, Tell me more. but everything everything else was not there was nothing crazy. Um, ex- Tyler Higby fell to tight end seventeen, which I was like, I, during the draft I googled. I'm like, is Tyler Higby hurt? And I missed it. <laughs> like, but the reason why I didn't take him is I took Travis Kelsey in round two. So uh, for me, I was like, all right, I don't really need a top tight end. But it got to the point I'm like, all right, you know what? He's still here. I'm taking him now, and he went that round. Um, so I was just, that was surprising, but there wasn't anything else that was like, oh my goodness. I think people over the years have gotten better. Um, I don't know, maybe some of these people in the draft follow my work and checked out fantasy alarm. That could be it too. Uh, but there are certain home links where I see drafts and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like someone was telling me what was going on in his draft. And the buy-in was like 1,000. And I was oh. like, uh, can I get in this league next year? Because I was looking at the picks. I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, but it can be unpredictable because you you don't know what resources people are using. You don't know. Like my friend, he called me after. I'm good friends with him. Uh, but I we haven't talked any football. And he goes, yeah, I didn't really like my draft. He's the guy who took A.J. Green around three. He's like, I didn't like my draft. I really wasn't prepared for it. I do a lot of research. He's like – I was trying to, I looked at your draft and there were a few things I was wondering about, but I know by week three, I'll be like, oh, that's why he did that. Nice. Nice. But yeah, you know, and this year of all years too, I really do feel there were some people who just really got started late. They weren't sure if there was going to be a season. They didn't see any preseason games and they probably said, ah, it's probably not going to happen. Then all of a sudden they hear, yep, season starts. Like, oh shoot, for real? All right. I better get started and look at something and they're probably way behind. And, and if, and that could happen in a casual home league and you might see some wacky picks. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking there also. I'm kind of thinking that I'm going to end up seeing a lot of unprepared people. You know, here's the funny thing is that, uh, this one's also, it's IDP as well. So you're mixing in two linebacker, you know, you're starting two linebackers, two defensive linemen and two defensive backs. So, Just like my home league, man. And people sometimes take those guys too early. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you know, so so here's the question then. Let's let me ask you this from a strategy standpoint. Is it the time to mix it up? And yeah, you know what? Knowing that they they you know that people could reach for IDP players earlier um than than what you know you would normally expect, would this be the ideal time? To take Kelsey early, to take Mahomes early, you know, to like just you, you lock down that pair, um, you know, in you know, in like your second and third round, um, and then you know from there, just knowing that you're going to probably be able to grab running back and wide receiver depth further down in your draft and let them reach and take those IDP guys, and while they're reaching and taking those, you're filling out your running backs and wide receivers. And then you can end up start taking IDP when they're like, you know, scraping through the the Tariq Cohens of the world. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's kind of what I did. I had it was 12 team league. I had the second pick 
And uh, I took Kelsey uh, second round. I said, you know what? In this league, I think I can do it. Now, this is a, so this is a, a home league, right? Yeah. Where do you think Patrick Mahomes went? Uh, What's your guess? Like second round? 3-9. That's not bad. It's kind of late, man, right? Yeah. I mean, and people waited on quarterback in this league. It was amazing. I'm like, am I in an industry league or what? There were <laughs> first 10 rounds. How many quarterbacks do you think went in 10 rounds of a home league? First 10 rounds? Yeah. Um, I'll say five. Seven. Seven, okay. That's not a lot for a home no, league, man. No, it's not. That's, that's, uh, that's Mahomes, it's Lamar, that's... Dak, that's Kyler Murray, that's Russell Wilson. Um Watson and Allen. Watson and Josh Allen. There you go. Okay. So that's And how about seven. this? Through twelve rounds, nine quarterbacks. That's great. Oh, see, see, right? I wish I, mean, I wish that I hope that's the case here. I really do. But you know, for the same token, I think that, you know, this could be like that one league where I'm like, ah, screw it. I'm gonna do, you know. I mean, here's I have the eighth pick, which you know I hate more than anything yeah. in the world. I hate that. You know so what? Much. It's it's not that bad right now, though, as far as getting a good running back. Unless you're unless we differ on some of the running backs, but I don't think it's that bad. You're going to get a good running back for sure. Oh, I think. See, I think yeah, at eight. I think I can get like Mixon. He'll be there. My friend did a NFFC online last night and got Mixon at eleven. Okay, so that's that's kind of where I'm looking at, like, the mix-in range right there. I mean, I would give my left nut to see them, like, all bypass Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, I did see a draft, NFFC draft, where he Dalvin Cook went ninth. Oh, I love that. Oh, see, so that's, that's the goal there. So when it comes around for round two, um, you know, if nobody does it, I mean, I think I might just bite on Kelsey there. And then hope that I can. Well, I think you need to see what running backs are there, though. Of course, I need to wait and see. I'm just saying it's a possibility now. You could, yeah. I mean, I prefer late second round, but it's not crazy to take him there if you want to get that. I have no choice being where I'm at in the draft, Adam. Come on. No, I mean, you don't have to take Kelsey (laughs) there. There's still plenty of that you you might have a shot at some good running backs, and there might be a, a top receiver that falls. Yeah, I'll end up with, like, Tyreek Hill again. Like, the last time I was eighth. Oh, in the stupid GST League, where you boned me with the eighth pick in that oh, one. Oh, please. I bo- saddled me, saddled <laughs> me with the eighth pick. The eighth pick sucks, dude. The eighth pick sucks. You got to just deal with it and create a winning team. And I, and I got the fifth pick in the FFPC one. You know what? Fifth pick sucks, too. Um, Why? Because you have to make a tough decision with the running back you want? No, I mean, I'm fine taking, you know, Cook at that spot if he falls to me there. Um, He'll be there. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you'd like to think. It'll be so. him or Kamara. It'll be him or Kamara, exactly. So, I mean, you never know. It, someone might go Edwards Hilaire. You never know. Uh, I've seen him go in the top three. That would be phenomenal. If somebody jumped at Edwards Hilaire like that in the FFPC league, that would be tasty cakes. Tasty cakes unbelievable so you're still deciding how many drafts you're going to end up doing i'm still trying to figure out where what the hell my i definitely have like. three for sure i definitely have three okay i've got five five between now and wednesday it's crazy i know it's not a it contest is. it's just it's uh, 
was you know it's just it was that you know what it is it was that that sitting idle through like covid and no sports that once football started everybody wanted to do a league and everybody started asking and the next thing i know i'm like neck deep in a billion leagues um and then you know and then it's like you know by the time then i'm like oh geez i'm, I'm in all of these leagues uh, and that's like oh are you gonna do a listener league at fantasy alarm this year i had to do two of those now one auction one snake hi yi <laughs> first world problems right yep yeah man all right well before we start talking a little nba let's uh give a little shout out to our sponsor uh monkey knife fight always always a fantastic site to be on uh one of my favorites absolutely and here's why <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little NBA right now because this is um, there's some exciting stuff going on here. We'll talk best bets uh, in just a second here, but here we are. Um, you've got Miami against Milwaukee. That series has got to be just ridiculously insane as far as how you're feeling about it. Boston-Toronto is nodded at two. Houston and Lakers are nodded at one. Clippers and Nuggets are nodded at one. Um, I mean, this has got to be a fun time for you for the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. And I think we kind of knew it would be a little bit wild in the bubble. There's no home court and you're just seeing things happen that we didn't expect. Uh, obviously, Miami has been the biggest surprise so far, uh, but I think Milwaukee just has not played well since they entered the bubble. Right. And Miami just looks like the better team, the way they played. Now, they did give them some life. Uh, Milwaukee got to give them credit because Giannis left the game on Sunday early with an ankle injury. He came in a little questionable and uh, they haven't ruled him out for game five, but he was in a boot. Um, and, you know, he, he was off to a good start, too. He had he had 19 points, four rebounds in 11 minutes, eight to 10 from the field. So uh, Chris Middleton stepped up 36 points, uh, had a big game to kind of carry Milwaukee as they won in overtime to stay alive. Uh, look, if there's any team that would ever come back from 3-0, you would think it would be the one seed with Giannis, but I just don't see it happening, and I don't even know if he's going to play game five, so I'd expect Miami to close this out. Wow, that was uh, tremendous, tremendous. And you know what, folks? If you uh, haven't been listening to the Annie Up podcast, 
before this season, this series even started, Adam said that he's worried about Milwaukee. Um, thinks that that Miami's got a legit shot at at taking them down, and they just, I mean, they've just beaten them senseless for the uh, for the first couple of games here. So that sucker's at uh, at what it's uh, three to one right now. That one, uh, they don't play on Monday. They're gonna play uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so we won't have to talk about that. What about um, what should we call it? the other game that's not going to be played tomorrow? Uh, Houston Lakers. Uh, that one just wrapped up with the uh, the Lakers coming back and tying that series at one. Uh, this the Lakers series here. How how much uh, like how how much of a favorite should for, should the Lakers be the rest of the way? Oh, they should be, but I, I think this could go seven. Uh, I really do. I think Houston has played extremely well. They've been. A lot better defensively than anyone would have thought here in the playoffs. I expected the Lakers to bounce back tonight, although the Lakers let Houston back in this game. You know, they had a 16-point lead after the first quarter, and Houston had a huge third quarter outscoring the Lakers 41-23, but Houston could only score 17 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the Lakers did cover, winning by eight. Uh, Lakers shot 56.6% from the field, 44% from three-point range. So they just shot a lot better. Uh, but Houston is just not going away. Although Russell Westbrook was absolutely terrible in this game. Uh, they were better with him off the court. Uh, he turned it over seven times, four or 15 from the field. So uh, they're going to need Russell Westbrook to get better. But they're getting excellent contributions from P.J. Tucker right now, a double-double. Uh, Covington's played better. Eric Gordon had a huge game, 24.63. So uh, I think this could go seven. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Well, that's the other one on Tuesday. Uh, the game's on Monday so that you guys can uh, maybe throw a little action on. Uh, first game, you've got Celtics-Raptors. That series is tied up two apiece. Uh, the spread, I mean, it might as well just be a pick em. It's Celtics minus one. Uh, the over-under is 212. Uh, Celtics are a slight money line favorite at minus 113, but the Raptors are at minus 105. Um, a little bit of a coin flip. It is, man. I really don't know because these teams are evenly matched and we've seen that in the first few games. You know, we've had a, a seven-point game in the last game, a one-point game, a three-point game. The only game that wasn't close was game one when the Celtics won by 18. I don't see that happening again. The under has hit in every game. So we just have not seen high-scoring games. I just worry that when, when that happens and you see four games like that, everyone hops on the under a 212 and then it goes slightly over. Uh, you know, I'd lean towards the under, but just because of what we've seen in this series. But one one game, one team shoots well, the other team doesn't. These are really two evenly matched teams. I expected this series to go seven. Uh, I just I, I don't think I've written up any of these any of these games. Uh, I think maybe game one, but after that, I've been like, you know what? I, I don't know, man. This is just too close to call. Nothing wrong with that. Makes for an entertaining series, to say the least. All right, well, then let's flip over to the Clippers Nuggets. Uh, Clippers are a heavy favorite here, eight and a half points. Uh, over under is 219 and a half. Uh, and the Clippers are a big money line favorite at minus 420. Nuggets plus 330. Uh, on this one, I think everybody's just expecting the Clippers to kind of mow through them a little, huh? Oh, I do. I've been on this spot all well the last few weeks and a lot this year. When the Clippers lose, they usually win the next game by double digits. I think it's seven or eight in a row that they've done this. I like the Nuggets on Saturday. I had them getting nine and a half. I just didn't think they were going to get blown out again. I didn't expect them to win, but I thought they would absolutely keep it close. 
And Jamal Murray said it after the game. He would, He's like, look, not making excuses, but we were just tired after that seven-game series, game one. They just didn't have it. Uh, they were – they came up – they had a dominant first quarter. And the Clippers made a run. I was sitting there watching, and I had my, my finger on the Clippers' live money line just following it. And I was tempted to put money on it, and I was like – Denver's not blowing this game, right? I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. And I never did. Good thing I didn't because Denver held on. But uh, kind of seen this spot before. I think the last time this happened, uh, yeah. So they lost 135-133 to Dallas. What happened the next game? They won 154-111. Also against Dallas. They lost game two uh, by 13. They came back and won the next game by eight. Uh, then against the Nets. They lost by nine. They came back and beat Denver the next game by 13. The Suns, they lost by two. They came back, beat the Mavericks the next game by 15. They lost to the Lakers by two. The next game, they beat the Pelicans by 23. So they've done this a lot this year. Um, You know, I don't like too many trends because every situation is different. But I just see the Clippers coming out here and playing way better. And look, they almost came back. Uh, So it is a big line for a playoff game. But I think Denver shot very well early in this game. They scored 40. Here we go. Okay. 44 points in the first quarter. Here's how Denver finished. 28, 17, and 21. So they kind of fizzled out. But you knew they weren't going to shoot, you know, be 60% the whole game. Uh, But I think the Clippers will rebound. Kawhi Leonard had a bad game for him. He shot 4 of 17 from the field. Uh, That's something you barely see in the playoffs. So... Uh, I see them bouncing back in a big way. They're not going to shoot 41% a game. Again, they're not going to shoot 28% from three. Uh, So it was their one game where they didn't have it. They almost came back. They outscored the Nuggets 45-38 in the second half. Uh, So I think the Clippers cover this game. All right. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Come on, man. Let the trend be your friend. No, no. Yeah. Look, it's worked. It's like seven or eight in a row where they've lost the game, come back and won, and usually by double digits. All right. All right. Beautiful. So you're taking the Clippers here. You're laying the points here. Minus eight and a half. I dig it. I definitely dig it. All right. So Celtics Raptors too close to call Clippers minus eight and a half. Um, So book it, people. Book it indeed. All right. That's going to do it for us here today. Uh, Best of luck to you guys all in your fantasy football drafts coming up this week. Oh, baby, finish strong in baseball. Enjoy the NBA playoffs and get ready because the NFL, it's a comment. That's going to do it for us tonight here. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. Thanks for tuning in to Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.